0: I might be preaching to an empty church. Come on, somebody. You know, when you are a speaker, you're always concerned at the back of your mind that people are going to be coming to church. Well, I'm happy that you are in the house of the Lord. Come on, give yourself a clap offering for being in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 5. 2 Corinthians, chapter 5 uh what an honor to to be given this time let me thank our overseers in absentia thank our bishop together with the entire leadership team to for giving me this opportunity to preach this morning i don't take it lightly amen somebody uh, allow me to 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 greet our mother pastor Epiphanium mtizwa come on just love you with the love of god Let's love our bishop, the coolest bishop on planet Earth. Bishop Ed Bianchi is in the house. Come on, somebody. You can do better than that. Hallelujah. Do I ever read a second Corinthians chapter five? Um, My message really starts in verse nine. But if you can read for now, verses one through eight.
1: Bible says, for we know that if our earthly house this tent is destroyed we have a building from God a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens for in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven if indeed having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the spirit as a guarantee so we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body we are absent from the lord for we walk by faith not by sight we are confident yes well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the lord amen um This is the
0: Apostle Paul. You know, if you preach with me, I can preach really good. Come on, somebody. Uh, If you smile at me, I can really preach. Hallelujah, somebody. I know some of you are wearing your mask, but I can see whether you are smiling or not. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, give an amen to the King of Kings. Hallelujah. So this is the Apostle Paul, but for you to appreciate chapter 5, you really have to go back to the previous chapter, chapter 4. Then you get to understand what the Apostle Paul here is talking about. In chapter 4, the Apostle Paul, he talks about the troubles of this world. How many know that this world is a world of trouble? it's a world of trials uh, are you hearing what i'm saying uh so he says uh, we are hard pressed on every side but we are not crushed huh? we are hard pressed uh, in other words there is trouble all around us but he says this is his response you see when you are faced with with troubles you you you, you, you got to keep your head above the water. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? So he says we are hard pressed on every side. But he said we are not crushed. Huh? We are perplexed. Yet we are not in despair. We are struck down. But we are not destroyed. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, he, he goes on, this is in verse 16, uh, in verse 16, he says, uh, therefore, no, no, in verse 16, yes, this is First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, he says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart. You know, troubles can come, but you are not supposed to lose heart. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? He says, We do not lose hearts, even though our outward man, our outward, this man here, this tent, he says, We do not lose hearts, even though our outward man is perishing. Yet, the inward man, the man that is speaking to you, the inward man, the Bible here is saying, He is being renewed day by day. The outward man may be perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. Troubles come, but you got to face them. You got to stand above the water. The devil wants to kill the inward man the devil is after the inward man he may send disease to affect this outward man but he is really after the inward are, are you hearing what i'm saying He is after the inward man because that is the man that has a relationship with god that is the man that worships god he said we are hard pressed on every side but we are not crushed you gotta protect the inward man from being crushed he said we are perplexed in other words he's saying we are confused we are uncertain but we are not in despair we shall not lose our hope the inward man will not lose its hope you gotta protect the inward man That's what the devil is after. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm preaching good then you are responding. Come on somebody. So he ends in chapter 4. By saying the things that you see. The things you see with the physical eye. He says they are temporary. The things that you do not see. They are eternal. The troubles of the world, they are temporary. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I say trouble, you are temporary. Pain, you are temporary. You got an expiration date. The time is ticking. You are temporary. Issues, the issues that you are finding at work, they are temporary. Time is ticking. I say, time is ticking. They're not permanent, they're temporal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, give Jesus a clap offering. Now, in chapter 5, where we read, the apostle Paul is saying, If this house, this house, and he says, This tent. It's a tent. What you see is temporal. This is a tent. A tent is a temporal structure. A tent cannot withstand the elements of weather. A tent cannot withstand cold weather. A tent can not withstand rain. It's a temporal structure. He says, if this tent is dissolved, if this tent is destroyed what does he say if this tent is destroyed we have a building from god a house we have a building from god a house not a tent a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens He goes on to say, this tent, this house here, this one, it groans. This one is burdened. This one feels pain. This one right here. Eh? But we don't concentrate on what we see. The things that we see, they are temporal. We concentrate on what we do not see. He says we walk by faith and not by sight are the things of this world the troubles of this world they are just a destruction hallelujah somebody yeah jesus said i have told you these things so that you may have peace in me in this world you will have trouble but do not lose heart for i have overcome the world we know the end of the chapter we know the end of the chapter we are more than victorious Uh, we are more than victorious we are conquerors through christ jesus christ we concentrate on what we don't see are you hearing what i'm saying come on give jesus a clip offer praise god where did we end what verse was that Praise God. Right, let's let's read verse 9.
1: And the Bible says, Therefore, we make it our aim, mm. whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. All right. He said, we make
0: it our aim, whether present, in other words, whether in this body, or absent to be absent from this body is to be present with the lord he said we make it our aim we make it our goal we make it our objective the objective of every believer is to be pleasing to the lord oh come on somebody you didn't hear me what i said i said the objective of every believer It is to be pleasing to the Lord. We are not here to please the overseer. We are not here to please the bishop. We are here to please the Lord. Do you hear what I say? I said we are not here to please anybody. We are here to please the king of glory. We are not here to play politics. We are here to please God. The objective of every child of God should be to please God. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. The Bible says faith cometh through hearing, hearing the word of God. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. You got to feed the inner man. The inner man needs the word. The inner man eats the word. Oh, come on, somebody. If you are going to protect the inner man from being crushed, you got to eat the word. You gotta eat the word, and you gotta declare the word. You gotta declare, you gotta speak it. Ah, trouble may come, but you speak the word. Speak the word. Even when you're going through the valley, speak the word. David says, uh, uh, he says in the, uh, in Psalm 23, though I walk through the, uh, shadow of, the valley of a shadow of death, i will fear no evil he says i will fear i will fear no evil you better refuse to fear refuse to fear you might be facing adversity refuse to fear he said i will fear no evil for you are with me god is with you you are not alone child of god god is with you god is with you refuse to fear for oh, God is with me. Your rod and your staff, they pro- pro- comfort me. Huh? You say that you prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. He prepares a table. He prepares a feast in the presence, in the presence of your enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, Surely, he says surely, certainly, completely, surely goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. mercy. What is goodness? What is good? What is acceptable? Goodness and mercy shall follow me all, (laughs) not some, not some days, all of the days of my life, all of the days of my life, you look at trouble and you declare to trouble that goodness and mercy shall follow me all, all of the days. He works all things together for good for those that love the Lord. Do you love the Lord? He's working all things together for your good. All things, goodness and mercy, shall follow me all the days of my life. He's working all things for your good. All things, things. things. Joseph said to his brothers What you meant for evil can be extended He is, is, is the way of turning evil. turning evil for our good He works all things work together for our good He is the way of sending evil for our good for i know the plans that i have for you declares the lord plans not to harm you plans not to harm you if god is to show you the the plans he has in his book there are no plans there to harm you there are no plans for you to get coronavirus there are no plans for you to ah for calamity for mishap they are only good plans. they are plans to give you hope and a future surely goodness and mercy you gotta declare the word you gotta speak the word in the face of adversity speak the word no weapon that is fashioned against me shall prosper devil don't you know that this tent is the temple of God? If anybody destroys the temple,
1: God
0: will destroy them. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He says, all. Huh? Look at someone seated next to you. He say, he's waking all things. For your good, he has a way of turning evil for our good. Huh? It says for those that love him, in accord according to his purpose, he's turning. You don't focus on what you see. <laughs> he's turning. We walk in faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. All right, let's continue. Come on, give Jesus a clap offer. I'm working too hard up in here. Let's read. Let's read verse nine
1: again and then we will read verse 10. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to him for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done whether good or bad amen we make it our
0: aim uh, whether present or absent to be well pleasing to him verse 10 for we must all we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done whether good or bad Our purpose is to please God, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We are going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account of our works, to give an account of the things that we did in this tent. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why our aim has to be to please God. Because one day we are going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ. There are two judgments that are often confused by people. The judgment seat of Christ and then there is another judgment called the great white throne yeah when when the bible talks about great white throne that's when they're talking about books being opened and uh, you're seeing whether your book is in the book of life you understanding what i'm saying that's the great white throne the great white throne judgment is only for non-believers are you hearing what i'm saying it's not for believers, it's for non-believers, that judgment happens towards the end of the world. There is the end of the world. There is the end of the age. The end of the age is the end of men's government. Are we together? I I believe we are close to the end of the age, but we are still a long way off to the end of the world. Okay. Uh, I want to compose myself because I've been working too hard. So let me teach you a little bit about eschatology, the timeline, the calendar. Uh, if God is to show you his calendar calendar of events. Are you understanding? The next big thing on God's calendar is called the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church is when Christ comes in the air. Christ comes in the air, somewhere in the clouds. And the church is caught up to meet with him in the air. Christ does not come here on earth. If you want to understand how God will deal with humanity, you look at the past. We have the Old Testament. We study history so that we can understand how the future will play out. Sometimes we say we study history so that we don't repeat the mistakes of the past. So, God delivered noah from the flood god delivered Lot from the fire and the brimstone of sodom and gomorrah in the same way god is going to deliver his church from a time of history a future time of history we call the tribulation the tribulation is a seven-year period okay it's divided into two equal parts of three and a half years how we are going to know or those people that will still be on earth because the church will be gone so the rapture is the next event first thessalonians 4 16 for the lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of god the dead in christ if you have relatives that died knowing the lord the bible says the dead in christ shall rise up first then we who are alive and remain we who are alive and remain there shall be a generation of believers that will be alive and remain if christ comes today if the rapture happens today then we who are life and remain shall be caught up together with them the dead in christ that will have risen we shall be caught up together with them to meet the lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the lord so the lord will descend from heaven somewhere in the atmosphere somewhere in the clouds And the church will meet up with the Lord in the clouds. And he takes the church to heaven. Are you understanding? So the next big event is the rapture. After the rapture, the Bible is silent. Whether it is immediately after the rapture or it could take years, the church will go through the last seven years of the age. This is the tribulation. The way that the people that are here, If they are reading the Bible, there will be people left left behind. If they are reading the Bible, they will know that they are in the tribulation. When the man of sin is revealed, Daniel chapter nine talks about the man of sin. The man of sin has different names, different titles that speak to who he is, that speak to what he does. He's called the man of sin. He's called the lawless one. He's called the ruler. It's called the prince he's called the son of perdition the apostle john calls him the antichrist the antichrist antichrist means one who is opposed to christ but not only opposed to christ he puts himself in place of christ he's the antichrist reason why God, the Bible says he hates pride. God hates pride. Other versions say he resists. Other versions say he opposes pride. Pride is a spirit of the Antichrist. You hear what I'm saying? I said pride is a spirit of the Antichrist. Pride has no place in this place. Pride has no place in this house. Pride has got to go. I said pride has got to go in the name of Jesus. It is the spirit of the Antichrist. So the Antichrist is going to be revealed during the last seven years. And it is that last three and a half years that he will rule. That last three and a half years, Jesus refers to it in Matthew chapter 24 as the great tribulation. There is going to be great suffering that man has never experienced. You, you, you hear, you read, you read Revelation, you think you are watching an horror movie. Uh, you hear about islands being swallowed up by the oceans. you understand you could be in a Hawaii on vacation all of a sudden the big island is gone it's been swallowed up by the ocean that is the tribulation period you do not want to be here during the tribulation the church is not looking for the tribulation the church is not looking for the antichrist Titus two thirteen says, "Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearance of our great God." The blessed hope is the rapture. We are looking for the rapture. We are looking for the rapture. We are looking for, are looking for our blessed hope. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the rapture is the next event, followed by the seven year tribulation. After that is the second coming of Christ. Second coming because there was a first coming. Second coming, because he's coming here. He's coming down to us. This time he's not coming like a baby in a manger. Come on somebody. He's coming like the Lion of Judah. He's coming like the King of Kings. He's coming like the Lord of Lords. He's coming to rule and to reign for a thousand years. We call it the Millennium Kingdom. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So the kingdom that we say we are in the kingdom is going to literally come here on earth. Christ will reign for 1,000 years. He will be based in Jerusalem. The kingdom of God will come down physically. He's not coming to play games this time is coming meaning business is coming as the lord of lords and us the raptured church we are coming down with him read revelation chapter chapter 19 we are coming down with him for that thousand years we're gonna rule with christ come on somebody hallelujah somebody so after the 1000 years that's when we have the great white throne judgment a judgment for sinners only after that it's eternity god is going to reconstruct the earth there is going to be a new heaven and a new earth so we are going to live for eternity on the new earth Jesus. Eh? There's a mystery of return. We started in the book of Genesis. God created a man. He put him in a perfect place called Eden. Are you understanding what I'm saying? We end with revelation. We end with the new heavens in the U.S. A perfect man with a perfect body a body that does not know pain a body that does no sickness in a perfect environment salvation is complete are you hearing what i'm saying are you hearing what i'm saying are you hearing what i'm saying so the great white throne is for sinners it happens towards the end of the world the judgment seat of christ is for believers it's not for sinners it's for believers this happens after the rapture the Bible tells us that there are at least three events that we know that will happen when we go to heaven after we are raptured the first I don't have time to give you scriptures the first you can you can research this you should be a scholar of the word or you can come to me i'll give you notes the first one is the presentation of the church by jesus christ to god god jesus will present the church to god the father and so after that we know there is going to be the judgment seat of of christ and we also know that there is also going to be the marriage of the lamb that is revelation chapter 19 where the church is going to be married to jesus the church is the wife. We are the bride of Christ the wedding is going to happen in heaven. It is going to be the most beautiful wedding you've ever seen. You don't want to miss that wedding. Okay. So the, 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 the judgment seat of Christ in the Greek is called Bima. It's the Bima seat. It's a judgment for just Christians. It's called judgment, but it's not judgment in the strictest definition of a word. Yes, you are going to give an account of what you have done in this tent, but it will be a time when Christ will give us rewards. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's an award ceremony. But you are going to give an account of your works. Your works matter. Hear me, church? I said, your works matter. God is not a fool. God is not a fool. My mbuya over there, she always comes here and prepares food for us so that after church we have something to eat mrs mateko over there always prepares food for us god is not a fool your works matter right let let, 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 let me let, let me make things very clear salvation can you read ephesians 2 8 and 9. ephesians Two eight and
1: nine. And the Bible says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, not
0: of works lest anyone should boast. Lest anyone should boast. I, I mean, it, it, it can not be more clearer than that. We are saved by grace through faith. Not of ourselves. Not of works. He says salvation is a gift. Huh? Not of works. Lest any man boast. So there is nobody that will boast Boast of their salvation, we are saved by grace through faith. John 3:16: For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes, whosoever, not who gives offerings. That is important. I'm not giving you a pass not who pays their tithes that is important I'm not giving you a pass but salvation is simple whosoever believes should not die but have everlasting life this is why one of the thieves one of the robbers that was crucified with Jesus He recognized that Jesus was the Son of God. He recognized that he did not deserve to be hanging on the cross. But he, the the robber, he deserved to be there. He was a robber. He was a thief. He recognized moments before dying. And Jesus said to him, today, this is a robber. This is a thief. He had never given tithes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But Jesus said today, you will be with me in paradise. So salvation is simple. We are saved by grace through faith. So where do the works come into place? Where do the works come into place? When I say faith, I'm not talking of a passive faith. I'm talking of an active faith, an active faith. The Apostle James says, faith without works is dead. It's like this body without the spirit. Faith without works is dead. In other words, what the Apostle James was saying, he was saying, if you have faith, show me the proof. Are you hearing what I'm saying. Your faith has got to produce fruit. You shall know them by their fruit. You cannot say you have faith and you party like an animal Monday to Sunday. You are lying. Your faith has got to produce fruit. You cannot say you have Faith and still live like the world. We need to see a change in your life. You can't say you have faith and all you do is backbite other people. We need to see fruit. Faith without works is dead. So we are saved by grace through faith, but your works matter. Your works are proof of your faith. I said your works they are proof they are evidence of your faith now come on somebody i am preaching good come on give jesus a clap offer i'm running out of time and uh, i have a lot to say the judgment seat of christ so the bible says we are all going to appear before the judgment seat of christ uh, let's see here <clears throat> can you read to me first corinthians 4 verse 5. first corinthians 4 verse 5.
1: 1 Corinthians 4, verse 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. All right. So at the judgment seat of Christ,
0: at the beamer seat the Lord will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of their hearts Uh, other version says he will reveal the motives of their hearts remember we said our aim is to be pleasing to God So at the judgment seat of Christ, God will reveal the motives of their heart. So your works matter. Yes. But God is going to say, whatever you did for the Lord, why did you do it? If you were a big giver, Did you give because you love me? Did you give because you wanted to be pleasing to me? Or you gave because you wanted power? You sang wonderfully in praise and worship. Did you sing to please me? Or you sang to be seen by men? So God is going to reveal the motives. The motives. What drives you to do what you do for the Lord? (laughs) Come on, somebody. The only acceptable thing, the only acceptable driver is to please the Lord. The only acceptable driver is that I love the Lord. I do this because I love him. So it's not just about works, it's about motives. So God is going to give us rewards based upon our works. If you did good works, God will reward you. If you did bad works, you will suffer loss. Are are you hearing? This is the judgment seat of Christ. Huh? The last part of that verse, this is this is powerful. The last part of that verse, First Corinthians 4, verse 5, it says, then each one's praise will come from God. Each one's praise will come from God. In other words, God will have something good to say about everyone at the judgment seat of christ the question is what do you want god to say about you i am sure there are some that it will just take 30 seconds and he's done some like our coolest bishop that god will go on for hours and hours but everyone God will have something good to say. What do you want God? You see, this should be a motivation of doing good works. This should be a motivation of doing good works. Let me tell you something. The other reason why you should be serious about doing good works, because Eternity is not about a vacation. We are not just going to be vacationing in eternity. We are going to be working in eternity. Do you understand that? Work was not a result of the curse. If you go to the book of Genesis, God created Eden before he created Adam. He created Adam and then he put him in the garden to work. Not to vacation, to work. Sin came after. Our God is a God of work. He's not a lazy God. Oh, come on somebody. The Apostle Paul says he who doesn't work, he should not eat. He is a God of work. So eternity will be an eternity of work. We will have responsibilities in eternity. <laughs> this is why the Bible has parables. Learn those parables. You go to Matthew chapter 24. Huh? It talks about the, the parable of the faithful servant. The faithful servant. Huh? A master before he went for a long journey. Huh? He gave these two servants work to do. The one is called Faithful. The Bible says immediately after the master left, he immediately went to work. Immediately. He went to work. And the Bible says when the master came back, he was found working. That's why he's called Faithful. He understood that his master is coming back he was expectant of the return of his master that is why he went to work immediately and the bible says he set him up for more responsibilities but the other servant is called the foolish servant he thought that his master would be delayed in his coming some people think that the Lord Jesus is going to be delayed. Oh, come on somebody. It might have been 2000 years, but never have that uh, concept that he's delayed. You should always expect his coming. The foolish servant thought he's delayed. What did he do? He didn't do what the master told him to do. He went about getting drunk and beating other servants. Foolish servant. There are going to be responsibilities. The faithful servant was given more responsibilities. You talk about the parable of the talents. One was given five. One was given two. One was given one. The one with five worked, came up with 10. Two, four. The one with one is like, I knew you were cruel, Master, I dug it in the ground. These two that worked, he said, Well done, good and faithful. Servant, you are faithful, you are faithful with the little. I'm going to set you up with many. Eternity based upon the works that we do here on earth. There's going to be work. Some are going to be over overwhelmed. Some are going to be over cities. Some are going to be over nations. So don't play with works. I said, don't play with works. I'm out of time. I'm out of time, I'm out of time, I'm out of time, I'm out of time, I'm out of time. I'm out of time. I'm out of time, I'm out of time. Real quick, verse 16 says, Therefore, from now on we regard no one according to the flesh we regard no one according to the flesh we don't live by what we see we live by what we do not see we regard uh, no one according to the flesh even though we have known christ according to the flesh yet now we know him that's no longer therefore if anyone is in christ if anyone is in Christ he's a new creation old things have passed away before all things have become new the reason why you cannot forgive people is that you see them in the flesh the Bible says if anyone is in Christ he is a new creature see people as new creatures I say see people as new creatures come on somebody now all things are of god who has reconciled us to himself through jesus christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation god has given us god has given us the ministry of reconciliation we have been given not the pastor all of us we have been given the ministry of reconciliation 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 is about relationships we have been given the ministry of reconciling people to god that is our ministry of bringing people to god the unchurched to god that is our ministry come on somebody you're too quiet That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing, other versions say, not reckoning their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. God was in Christ, not imputing their trespasses, not counting their trespasses. In order for two people to reconcile, you have to deal with the issue that brought you apart right the bible tells us that we were once enemies of god why were we enemies of god because of sin do you understand so god dealt with the issue of sin in order for us to be reconciled he dealt with the issue of sin the issue of sin was dealt with at the cross of Calvary. If you miss a heaven, it's not because of sin. It's because you did not believe. Because he dealt with the issue of sin at the cross of Calvary. The Bible says not imputing their sins, yeah? not counting their sins. He dealt with the issue in other words he only he didn't only uh, forgive you the day that you gave your life to Christ he forgives you every single day every day that you mess up he forgives you Come on, somebody. He dealt with the issue of sin. Ah, when you when you when you do good today, uh, some people think, ah, then things are good for me. Then tomorrow I, I sleep up. God is taking His whip and whipping me. No, no, no. Ah, he forgives you in advance because He dealt with the issue of sin at the cross of Calvary. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The issue was dealt with. He said, not imputing their trespasses to them not counting their trespasses the reason why you cannot forgive is because you keep on counting how many times someone has offended you jesus is saying i do not count i do not count the issue of sin he dealt with it if you are going to reconcile be reconciled with your brother with your father you better not count the number of times now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God was pleading through us we employ you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God that is our ministry to tell people to be reconciled to God for he made him God made Jesus he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God this is powerful In order for God to reconcile with men, he made Jesus who knew no sin. It's talking about his divinity. He is God. He knew no sin. But he made God to be sin. There was a substitute. We are the sinner. God became sin. Jesus, so that we may become the righteousness of God through Christ. In, in other words, for him to reconcile us, he had to make you be as good as Jesus. Did you hear us it? He had to make you be as good as Jesus. Jesus became sin so that you can become the righteousness of god through christ you can be as righteous as he is if you are going to be able to reconcile with your loved one you 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 gotta start seeing them as good as you are the more as long as you think less of them you will never forgive them Are you hearing what I'm saying? I am out of time. There is no place in the heart of the believer not to forgive. Mercy is not only supposed to be received. Mercy is supposed to be given. Let's all stand. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father, Thank you for every Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. I pray that this word minister to your people's hearts. I pray that this word transform their lives. In Jesus' mighty name.